Hi, welcome to this bonus Halloween episode of the Kate Languages podcast. Was that a convincing ghost sound? Hopefully not. Uh, don't want to scare you. Woo. <laughs> um, in this episode, I am going to be telling you some teaching horror stories. So I put a call out on social media for people to share their teaching horror stories with me. Basically, um, the majority of them are just very, very, very funny and quite rude. So I might have to put a little explicit warning. (laughs) The first time I've had an explicit warning on my podcast episodes. That makes me feel a bit naughty. Um, Anyway, it's just a bit of light relief on Halloween and just to show that teaching can go very wrong sometimes. But um, yeah, they're, they're all pretty funny. So I hope you enjoy them. It's probably going to be quite a short episode, but I have got quite a few really funny stories. And yeah, we're going to kick off with a story. This is my husband, my husband's first appearance on the podcast. He did actually study languages himself. He's not a teacher, but he did study languages. So this is his story of how his GCSE Spanish exam went a little bit wrong. So I had a bit of a horror show when I sat my GCSE Spanish a long, long time ago now. Um, But I was asked a question about travel. And I remember sitting there feeling very proud of myself, talking about how I enjoyed going on long car journeys and speaking elaborately about how I didn't really enjoy going through tunnels because it made my ears hurt. Uh, Forgetting, of course, that in Spanish, uh, the word for ears, orejas, and the word for sheep, ovejas, are actually quite similar, so I ended up telling a rather puzzled-looking examiner that I didn't enjoy driving through tunnels because it made my sheep hurt. And actually, because of that silly story from Ben's GCSE exam, we so instead of saying, let's play it by ear, um, we actually say, let's play it by sheep. So a little insight into our hilarious life there. Um, And that leads us on quite nicely to one of the stories that I got from one of my followers on Instagram. So yeah, so let's kick off these other teaching horror stories. I will try not to laugh too much while I'm reading them, but you never know. Right. (laughs) This leads us on to this one really nicely. When I was an NQT, I was conducting German speaking exams with my year 11s. They were lovely, but their German wasn't the best, to put it kindly. One of the students, a very sweet, nervous girl who always tried super hard, was asked to describe herself in German in the exam. She started, well, ich habe blaue Augen und braune Haare. And as I made that sort of winding motion, I think I know what they mean here. So like, you know, when you like move your your hands to be like, carry on, carry on, continue. She looked a bit panicked and blurted out, und ich habe nicht dick. So, to those of you who don't speak German, ich habe means I have, nicht is not, and dick means fat. But, so she was clearly trying to say she was not fat, um, but sort of accidentally said, I don't have fat, but also, obviously, with the word for fat being dick, in my head, all I could focus on was the last word. So, yeah, ich habe nicht dick. Sometimes, somehow I managed not to laugh and got through the rest of the speaking exam with a straight face. It's so hard to keep a straight face in situations like that, isn't it? Oh my gosh. Okay, so let's do some more accidental swearing in inappropriate language. I did get quite a few of these ones, so it's quite funny. 
During my second PGCE placement, I told students that they had to write P for positive, or, O-R, N for negative for the Spanish listening task that we were about to do. I wrote this on the board. Okay, so she wrote P and then wrote the word or and then wrote the letter N on the board. <laughs> so I wrote this on the board as I explained it and was totally oblivious to the fact that I had written porn on the board in giant letters. <laughs> Whole class and my observing uni tutor were laughing at me. Oh, God. Powerful. My colleague was doing speaking assessments with his class and had just finished with one student and had a few more left to do. None of the kids came up to his desk, so he stood up and shouted, uh, Where are my testees? And then quickly added, Actually, don't answer that. Oh, God. <laughs> I love it when you just accidentally say a word that suddenly sounds really rude. Another one... <laughs> involving testees um i was practicing conjugations with my year 11 thankfully not year 7 using mini whiteboards i was using a mini whiteboard to show the answer what i didn't realize was the other side of the whiteboard i was holding up in front of the class had a delightful picture of a cock and balls oh my gosh everybody who's ever used a mini whiteboard has surely had that experience and actually no but then handing them out and like realizing that you have that they haven't been cleaned and yeah gosh <laughs> oh dear me okay these are brilliant they're so much. I've read them all obviously before and I still I'm still finding them really funny okay this is the last of the swearing and inappropriate language ones which I think is one of my favorite of all time um I sent a year 10 boy out of the classroom as he was being disruptive and then went out to talk to him once the, rest, once the rest of the class was getting on with their work. We had a good chat and I told him in no uncertain terms that he needed to stop disrupting the lesson and get on with his coursework, etc, etc. He was actually quite sweet about it and apologised. And then I said, good, now get back into my bedroom and get on with your work. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, that undid all of my good work trying to be a stern teacher and make him respect me. Honestly, can you? Oh my God, I love that one. Always makes me laugh so much. That's actually a friend of mine who did that a few years ago. And it's just, I remember she when she told me at the time, I'm like, I've never laughed so much at a story. Um, imagine telling a kid to go to your bedroom. Brilliant. Okay, I've got some horrible ones. Both came from the same person. I will let you stay anonymous. Um, about food. These are like really disgusting. Happened at school. Not necessarily teacher related, but just really gross. Definitely good for Halloween. So yeah, she said, I have a couple of dodgy lunch ones which happened at school. I once had an ant infestation in my kitchen and had prepped my salad before work, only to find it swarming with ants when I opened it at our staff room table. Oh, God. The horrified look on my colleagues' faces. Yeah, I bet. I also bit into what I thought was a cooked breadcrumbed chicken goujong thing. Thought it was one of those ready-to-eat things, and it was raw. So disgusting. Okay, some school trip ones now. These are always classics, aren't they? It was my NQT year, and I was thrown into the deep end when I started at my school. I had all the GCSE French, and it was back when you did controlled assessment. So I inherited a year 11 class who had done no speaking, only writing. They'd also never been on any school trips and begged me to organise one. School agreed I could organise one and go on it, as long as I took experienced members of staff. 
I organised the whole thing, a three-day trip to Paris, and the kids were so excited. Everything went brilliantly until we were on our way home and a member of staff asked me if I thought we should give out the passports before we got to border control. So we were ready. And that's when I realised we didn't have them. We had our own passports. <laughs> the teachers were all right. We had our own passports, but had left the children's ones in the safe at the accommodation. I cannot explain the sheer panic I felt at this point, and I'll never forget having to phone our deputy principal to explain my blunder. We got to border control, and as you can imagine, they were less than impressed. Even more so when I got off the coach as a staff member and the lady assumed I was a student because I looked so young. After a long wait at border control, they let us through using scanned copies the accommodation sent through via email. But we got a massive telling off. Yeah, I'm sure you did. And French border control are not known for being like the friendliest, are they? Um, oh, my word. When we arrived home, I burst into tears in front of a very understanding group of parents. I spent the rest of my half-term panicking I was going to be sacked and then opened my inbox on the day we came back to find an email from our local newspaper asking for a comment after they got wind of some students and staff being stuck at border control. God, needless to say, I didn't reply. I don't blame you, my gosh. Thankfully, I wasn't sacked and I have a detailed checklist to tick off every day to ensure it doesn't happen again when we take children abroad. Wow, you learn from these mistakes, don't you? But oh my gosh, and how lucky that the accommodation was so helpful as well. Yeah, oh, that panic, that must be mortifying, absolutely mortifying. But I'm sure other people have done similar things. Another lovely school trip one, another rude, rude words. Close your ears, children. I took a school trip to Germany many years ago. When we arrived at the school, one of the teachers got onto the bus to introduce himself to everyone. Guten Tag, my name is Willi Fucker. I have never been prouder of a group of students as they all sat there with completely straight faces, not even a snigger amongst them. Willi Fucker, oh my word. Brilliant. We had an incident where on checking the students' packing in Barcelona on the way back from a residential there, we found a replica AK-47 sticking out of a student's back. He'd bought it at a market and thought it was fine to take home. Thankfully, it didn't quite fit in his bag, so we spotted it. Gosh, could you imagine if you got to the airport or border control and found a replica AK-47? That reminds me that I'm sure like, I've been on school trips where kids have bought like fireworks or um, this is when I was a kid as well like those little things that you throw on the ground and they make loads of noise that you can get in foreign countries you don't seem to be able to get in Britain and alcohol and all sorts I remember bringing alcohol back because my German exchange was in um, the Mosul Valley in Germany and they were like, everyone we stayed with were basically winemakers and um, so they'd all give us alcohol I think we ended up just having to put it in the teachers bags or something I don't know anyway bit dodgy um okay so speaking of german exchanges when i was about 16 we had a german exchange student come to stay with us for a week we got some info about her before she arrived which included the fact that she was vegetarian my parents bought lots of vegetarian food and prepared some delicious meals for her throughout the week while we just ate our usual meals of you know chicken sausages etc on the last day she shyly asked if she could have some of our meal instead of the vegetarian meal my mum had given her we looked at each other in confusion and we said, well, yes, of course, but aren't you vegetarian? Um, no, she replied. 
and then it dawned on us we'd been given the information for a different exchange student who couldn't actually come on the trip and they'd been switched at the last minute. She wasn't the original vegetarian exchange student at all. She was a completely new one who was not a vegetarian and had very politely been sitting there eating vegetarian food all week while we happily chomped away on meat without offering her anywhere, any. Oh my God. Luckily, she saw the funny side and we all enjoyed a roast chicken before they headed back to Germany. Oh my gosh, that poor girl. <laughs> so awkward. Okay, this is the last one. I think I might have saved the best of last, but this is really disgusting. So if you're eating any food, put it down while you listen to this one. Over 15 years ago, we were on our way back from a school trip to Sulcombe, Devon, on what I can only describe as the oldest coach still in existence. The gear stick looked like it was from the 1980s and the driver was swearing under his breath at every hill. We were going about 30 miles an hour. The children were well behaved, up to a point where eight hours later and we were still not home. Oh my gosh. As typical language teachers, I was making them all battleship grids and verb speaking games to combat the boredom. They had no electronics for the week and no chance of a film on that coach. Oh, gosh. Parents and the school were phoning up for our ETA, which couldn't be given. And as I sat next to the driver, I couldn't fully explain the situation without sounding rude. Finally, we reached the sign for our town and then all hell broke loose. One child vomited. This is so disgusting. So I went to reach for the only sick bag we seemed to have. Makes me feel sick even reading this. The smell, tiredness and lack of air created a ripple effect of children to vomit. A Mexican wave of puke. Oh, this is so disgusting. It was washing down the floor of the coach and threatening to reach the driver. As we pulled into the school drive, excited parents opened the door, eager to finally get their progenitor back only to look in horror at the scene of children crying and be greeted by the stench of sick bodies. Needless to say, we never ever use that coach company again and hopefully this tipped the driver into full retirement of his engine. (laughs) That's a a good Halloween-y story, isn't it? That is absolutely disgusting. That is a proper horror story. Can I just say as well how brilliantly well-written all of these stories were as well? I really... I really enjoyed reading them. Um, So there we go. Some teaching and student horror stories, I guess, as well. And hopefully that's given you a really good giggle for your Halloween. So, yes, a happy Halloween. I'm going to take a break now. I finished season three of the podcast. I'm going to record a few more episodes, but I don't think I'll be releasing anything this side of Christmas now, to be perfectly honest. Um, So I will let everybody know when I will be back for season four, hopefully, like I say, probably in the new year. So until next time, au revoir, au revoir, adios, bye.